Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 5. Cutting Remarks, or Heartburn. Even in times of bearable depravity, I mean deprivation, a young and fair lord should continue to maintain appearances, for the comelier his looks, the greater the courage he will evoke from his servants and the other people he addresses from the battlements, and the better he looks, the more he shall remind his once paramour of what he so rashly cast aside. Lord Quarrington, I've been thinking, and I think... Lafran, I'm busy. I have sage advice to pass on to future generations and can spare no time for idle interruptions. But this is no idle interruption. Do you not worry for the peasants toiling in your fields? I thought since we have a surplus of vegetables, they might benefit from some respite. It's as I told you, they can't be spared. If they can't be spared, neither can we. Really, Lafren, we don't have to put ourselves at risk. Toiling in the fields is what peasants do. Well, can we at least attempt to help the afflicted? We should try your grandfather's desiccated heart. Granted, we don't understand how it works, but it seemed effective at curing your grandmother. I know, I know. How many times do you want me to apologize for unleashing her upon the populace? And possibly him as well, if stealing his heart was such a grave robbery. How can you be so heartless? We must take this cure to your people. It is your duty as their lord. Half of the farms are peopled mostly by stoats. Lafren, we have a limited supply of heart. We should hold on to it just in case. It's not like special sheep's hearts are easy to come by. No one just leaves them lying around, <laughs> except for my ancestors, apparently. I'm shutting it in this chest until we need it. But we aren't afflicted, and they are. Your very presence afflicts me. But I said no, it's my heart, and you can't have it. Fine. Would you give it to Gorin? Lafren, are you trying to steal my heart? Of course I'm not trying. But if you reconsider handing it to me, it would save me the trouble. Not a chance. My heart shall not leave my chest. Of course, your heart will not leave your chest, I swear. Enter. Your sword, sir? Ah, Tuzan. This is a most timely interruption. Yes, don't mind me. I was just leaving. I've had a sudden change of heart. Now, Tuzan, my scribe, attend me carefully, for today is a noteworthy day. I shall, here before you, attempt to shear the excessive growth from my head. In doing so, I will impart to you several axe hacks and sword tips for the homebound Breton men who have no access to barbers. How very sharp of you, sir. I'll gladly record whenever you're ready to cut. Firstly, hold your sword gently but firmly, fondly. Grasp your hair, pulling away from your body thus. Mm, you realize the future generations can't see you, right? You can illustrate as you go, can't you? Do you have four to seven days? Yes. Really, sir? Oh, just fill them in on your own time. I'm sure it won't affect the accuracy of your depiction at all. Hmm. Mm. 
Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. There. Are you sure you're quite finished, sir? Perhaps there are other, more detailed instructions you would care to impart? Perhaps you should advise future generations not to use a longsword. Uh, of course, sir. Let me just make a note on your behalf, sir. For any future generations who may be considering it, I can tell you a longsword is not your best option. It is my great good fortune to have sustained no mortal wounds while discovering that. Well, this is certainly a very telling look. Quarantine, are you there? Lord Gurren can't see me like this. Here, although it may be of limited dimensions, if you keep your hat on, I'm sure no one will notice. Gurren? How unexpected. Have you seen LaFrand? She said she wanted to speak to you, only I haven't seen her since. Really? How wonderful. I, I, I mean, dreadful. In the meantime, I suppose you've also come for a heart-to-heart. Oh, no! Where did my heart go? Clearly still beating away in your chest. Where did my wife go? She stole my heart! Yes. She is good at that. No, not my heart. My heart! I told her it couldn't leave my chest. Well, it hasn't. I mean, clearly you're not dead, are you? Wait. How dare you accuse my wife of murderous intent? No, not my chest. My chest. The one she's walked off with. I knew I should have been more specific. But what would she want with your heart? Or your chest? She's gone off to go try to cure stotified peasants. Oh, that heart. But that could be dangerous. And helpful. We must hasten to her aid. Come. Nolan, Brother Brannock. What's wrong? Lafren is taking Quarantine's heart to the peasants. Well, I suppose we should show her some support. I don't remember the village being so quiet. Where is everyone? Well, if they aren't out in the fields, they should be staying home. Oh, Lord Curran. Oh, hello, good people. Have you, by any chance, seen my lady in these parts? We're all your ladies in these parts. Is there one in particular you're pursuing? Yes, the one who happens to be married to me. What does she look like? She is the image of perfection itself. Wondrous in every possible way. And a couple of inches shorter than me. Sorry, I I can't imagine anyone fitting that description. Well, she was probably carrying a petrified sheep's heart. Oh, that lady. Oh, you'll pardon me, my lord, but I was a little distracted. Dennis over at the next farm just got a new donkey. A fine beast it is, too, and... Please, can we stick to the lady? She's my wife. I must find her. Oh, of course. Anything for you, Lord Gurin. Well, after I finished admiring Dennis's ass, I noticed that she was going towards the hut, two fields south of here. Did you not speak to her? Oh, of course not. We're observing the measures of solitude. We stayed at a sufficient distance and occupied ourselves with our own crisis of affairs. We've had to shift our efforts, since you will note all of our shops are entirely closed down, as per the measures. So of course we did not approach her and attempt to sell any of our wares, or gratefully accept any donations from her purse. Yes, that's definitely her. But I wouldn't worry. She seemed pretty sane for a madwoman. 
She probably hasn't been eaten by badgers or useless superstitions. Well, thank you for your kindness. How fortunate for us that you're so curious about your neighbor's affairs. As merchants, or should I say very small, independent business owners whose establishments have been subject to forced closure, we now have nothing to do but spy on our neighbors. Well, even before the measures of solitude, we spied on our neighbors. Only then, the interest was strictly professional. You have to keep an eye on the competition. Now there's no competition, so we just have to keep up the old traditions. Lord Corrington, do I spy that you are in need of better hat coverage? Perhaps I might be so bold as to suggest any of our flexible haberdashery plans? We have a one-year guarantee with limited service charges entirely negotiable, if that interests you. Maybe we should just stay here and help these peasants. Come on. No? Oh, fine. Come back any time, sir. We have bundle deals. What's this? It's a house. Really? How can people live like this? It's only got one room. It looks vacant, so probably it's the right one. We wouldn't want to break into the wrong house. No, only the right one. And certainly not by accident. It's all shuttered up. Are you sure this is a good plan? Greetings, good people. No, of course it isn't a good plan, but we're going to do it anyway. God, the floor is creaking. What floor? You mean the dirt? What's that? Shh! Curran, say something. Um... Or maybe not. Are those her clothes all crumpled up over there? Why is the stoat waving its paws? Is it dancing? No. Now it's running in a circle. No, it's dragging its paws in the dirt. And it's not a circle. It's scratching a... a heart? And now... urine. Oh, wait, no, it's Gurren. Huh, the stoat can spell. It's magic. Gurren's in a heart. Well, someone's got an admirer. That doesn't narrow it down. Oh, hang on, it's writing. It's a bit hard to make out the letters. Is that... It's Lafren. Oh, my love. You two are forever in my heart. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but what if it's an imposter? Who else around here can spell? Good point. Does that mean Lord Corrington's petrified heart failed? Or did she not get a chance to burn it? Perhaps we could confirm her identity by asking her a question only she would know. Blink once for yes, twice for no. She blinked. That's a yes? Yes. The friend, my beloved, uh, tell me what we did beside the great bowler in the Bois d'Amérique on the first day of our honeymoon. It has to be a yes or no answer, Gurren. Also, that is too much information. Right, right, right. I'll ask her something else. Um, Lafren, did we kiss beside the tombs of Tristan and Isolde? She blinked. But how can we be certain? With only two answers, she has a one in two chance of success. She could have been lucky. Also... That was not a particularly challenging question. Even I would have guessed it right. Fine, we'll try again. Tell me, Lefren, were you abandoned in an oak tree? Two blinks! She's right again! Oh, come on. Well, what do you suggest? We'll leave the stoat here and go back to the castle. If Lefren is still Lefren, she'll remember how to get there. I'm not leaving my wife. What if she gets lost? Quarantine, are you hoping that I lose my wife? We don't even have proof this is your wife. That stoat, it's definitely your wife. 
Good grief, peasant. Where did you come from? Well, sir, you did just break into my home, with all due respect, of course, sir. Why didn't you just let us in? Well, for one thing, I wasn't sure I'd be able to talk to you without swooning, Lord Gorin. Oh, not this again. In fact, I saw the lady transformed. One minute she was right there in front of me, this somewhat plain but well-meaning woman, right? The next she's this timorous beastie. I, I mean, magnificent. Furry. Did you speak to her at all before she was transformed? Well, she had something she said would be a cure, only it wasn't. Did it involve smoking a sheep's heart? Yes, you will know the charred marks on the floor, and the walls, and most of the ceiling. Oh, dear. No one do something. You must know some trick or other. Sorry, Gurin. The only thing I had was that heart, and it's been destroyed. We don't even know if it was effective. We probably shouldn't have raised our hopes too far, given it was from Corentin's grandfather's grave. So we potentially raised his spirit for nothing? At the very least, we can try to communicate with her. Lafren, are you... Oh, she's blinking furiously. Does that mean you're trying to warn us about something? No. Does that mean you're hungry? No. Does that mean we're surrounded by idiots? Yes. Clearly, the rest of you shouldn't have come along. But what can we do? Well, if it's any consolation, a lot of curses are known to end with true love. Of course I should have known! Come to me, my dearest Stodius, darling. Come here. My friend, come. It can't be. Clearly it's not true love. Or clearly it's not that kind of curse. Well, at least you weren't turned into a stoat. Though it would serve you right. I would have had a crack at rescuing you. Oh, Brother Brannock, if ever there was a time for a miracle, surely it is now. I'll do my best, Gurren, but you know how unreliable those can be. Oh God, please help Lefren overcome her state of stoatiness. Is it working? Shh. I don't think it's working. But what are we to do if we haven't a prayer? I'm so sorry. On behalf of, well, maybe not God, but definitely myself. I'm sorry, but you just can't rely on God. Is there nothing else we can try? Not even a village idiot. The village idiots were the first to be transformed when the stotification came to town. So that's why the stoats looked so... so... Dumbstruck. I was going to say human. No, there's nothing for it. We must summon the physician. I shall be swift, my friends. Um, where does the physician live? Should we really have let Gurren go, considering he just kissed a stoat? Sorry, milady, but what if the transformation is merely delayed? He might infect the other half of the village. It's a bit late to go after him now. The best we can do is leave things to the physician. I don't want to be overly judgmental, but I don't hold with most physicians. Reducing everything to humor seems a bit funny to me. They do say laughter is the best medicine. I thought that was love. If only either of them could cure the stotification. There are an awful lot of false notions going around about cures. Granted, half of them are started by village idiots, but some people give them far too much credence. Even we got taken in by that sheep's heart. I wouldn't worry about them. Besides, I've heard that once you are cured of stotification, you cannot be transformed back again. Oh, and where did you hear that? From me. You are impressively swift, sir. I take it you are the physician. Indeed. 
They call me the bloodletting blade of breast. Do you always wear a mask, or is that just so we can't identify you later when we all die of a surfeit of purgatives? Really? Bloodletting but but Look, can I just call you bloody? No. No. Though if I didn't know any better, I would have said you were ready to start a life of infamous banditry. Your hairstyle is making me quite envious. I'm glad such appearances inspire your confidence, my lord. No, no. Ah, uh, I see you're very well prepared with your manifold instruments of torture. You never know when a bit of bloodletting might do you some good. I would say never. Oh, don't worry. I only brought those because I couldn't find my leeches. Leeches? God, how ghastly. I feel faint just thinking about them. My good lord, have you been under a lot of stress? Let me see. I feel a great disturbance in the forehead. An excess of black bile, most likely. Perhaps I could do you some good as well. Huh. I thought tournaments were dangerous. But around here it looks like we're more likely to be killed by the lancet than the lance. As you like, good lord. Though I will say that my talents are quite diverse. If you're ever in the market for cutting remarks... I've never run short of those. Still, you never know. Perhaps we could arrange an appointment at a later date, yeah? For now, um, where is the afflicted? Just over here, sir. This is my wife, doctor. And how are you sure of that? We've learned that she, like all the stotified stoats, can still understand everything we say, so we have devised a rudimentary system by which she might respond. Lafran, my dear, blink once for yes, twice for no. Are you being held against your will? Doctor! She's winking furiously, so I guess, yes? No, that, that just means that she doesn't hold much with either your observation skills or your intelligence. Trust us, we figured that one out early. Are you in any pain? She wagged her ears. She means, yes? More likely that means she thinks we're missing something important. Of course, we still have to work out a way for her to let us know what's important. There, see that? That's a twitching nose, meaning no? Actually, I think it means feed me a bug. Or a rabbit. Outrageous! That rabbit is larger than she is! Well, that never seemed to bother stoats before. Lafren is not a stoat. Well, good lord, the evidence before our eyes seems to disprove this. Oh, for goodness sake. Gurren, if you're going to let the doctor rob you blind, at least let the man work. Fine. <clears throat> Do you have headache, sore throats, suspicious bumps, missing limbs? Sorry, it's hard to tell under all the fur. Would you like a shave? No? No, of course not. Yeah, that will be fine. <clears throat> well, um, this stoat seems in perfect health. Are you sure it's your wife? I already said that it's... I meant not some stoat impersonator, for example. It, it happens. Well... Transform her back, and we'll see. Silence now, would you? I must now ask you to all clear the room and let me think. With respect, I believe I at least should say I am the one who worked out the system of communicating with her. Of course the witch would like to stay. I guess you have an unfair advantage when it comes to talking with animals. A witch? How dare you, I am a wise woman. Well, if you're not a witch, how do you know so much about enchanters and werewolves and such? There have been rumors. Your reputation precedes you, Nolwen, fraternizer of werewolves. 
Who else do you think needs my aid? Cursed victims and werewolves have been known to call upon me, along with everyone else. None of that precludes you being a witch. Oh, for goodness sakes, what are you going to do? Accuse me of turning people into newts? No, but maybe you have been turning people into stoats. The lady doesn't seem to think so, and seeing as she has the most direct experience of stotification, I'm inclined to trust her. Perhaps her judgment is impaired by her newfound shape. Or perhaps she trusts me more than she trusts someone who thinks the cure for every malady is opening one's veins. Exactly what a witch would say. Bloody ingrate. Well, she seems in a fine form for a stoat. There's not much I would recommend for her, but for you, my lord, I would highly recommend you try this purgatory. You mean purgative? No, he means purgatory. Or you could always try drinking cleaning fluids and sunshine. I should think not. I'm inclined to agree with the wise woman. Especially after that quarantini. Indeed, you'd be better off recommending chicken soup with lots of garlic. Well, clearly you already know best. If you won't listen to my advice, there is nothing I can do to cure this dreadful condition. So let me present you with my bill. 300 cabbages? For doing next to nothing at all, bloodthirsty scoundrel. What'll it be next, a pound of flesh? No, that I could take for free. My cart awaits your transfer. Why, I oughta... There's no need for bloodshed. That would be an additional charge. Gurren, just cough up the cash. Besides, the man's hair is so impressive. He deserves an extra large tip. And what do you suggest tipping him with? Turnips? Just patronize the man, Gurren. Fine. I'll get your 300 cabbages. Well, doctor, how long have you been at this then, if you're so cavalier about bleeding money from people? Not long at all. I only took the position when the last physician became a stoke. What? You're not a real physician? Of course I am. Don't you know anything about field promotions? From barber to surgeon, surgeon to physician, all because of my razor wits and the measures of solitude and the lack of non-stoke candidates. My references are available upon request. Well, good day. Still, I have to admire the man. He has amazing hair. And no medical skills whatsoever. No, but by God, the man can handle a razor. Surely he knows his way around a head. In fact, come back! A little more off the side. Not too much, ma'am. And would you like a slight bit of wave in it? What on earth are you using? It smells divine. I've combined rosemary and sage with lye soap to make a potion sure to tame even the most stubborn of locks. But yours are delightfully cooperative, my good lord. You know, it's funny. You're not the first person to tell me that. How can I purchase more of this? It's so charming. All his charming potions, and yet he thought I was a witch. At least he's not trying to bleed anyone. My lord, you are ready to go out on the town. As soon as the stoting has cleared, of course. Even so, you are certainly no offense to the rest of you. The prettiest being in this castle. None taken, I'm sure. 
Fantastic, sir. Truly fantastic. I look like a man remade. At last, a second chance for my hair to shine. I will definitely be calling upon your services again. Good, because I can definitely recommend not doing this to yourself at home. You cut off so much you were almost in for a close shave. Yes, I might have ended up doing some accidental bloodletting myself. I'll reserve swords for the battlefield from now on. My lord, I cannot thank you enough for the chance to go back to my roots, as it were. Farewell. I, I will apply my skills elsewhere. You mean you'll go back to your own house and stay completely isolated, lest we report your less-than-legal haircutting operation? Yes, yes, of course. I think I had best escort you out. I must obtain a few more mirrors around here. I need more angles from which to admire myself. This hair is truly spectacular. Gurren, have a look at this. Gurren? Bloodletting blade of breast was our best chance. How have we offended God to have such punishment visited on us? I really wouldn't worry about... Should we do extravagant penance? Walk on our knees to the nearest cathedral? Make offerings to our favorite saints? Or abbeys? What do you say, Brother Brannock? Just so long as no one writes to the Archbishop, we'll be fine. Why should no one write to the Archbishop? Because, with all due reverence, he is a sour-featured old skeleton who believes I'm a consummate blasphemer if I so much as look like I'm questioning his judgment. Duly noted. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I think I'll just go and, um, think of something. Nice hair, Quarantan. Well, here I am again, back in my chambers, alone but for my scroll of ponderous ponderings. Although sadly the lady must be confined to the ermine suite, perhaps my beloved lord will take comfort in me, and the lady still won't mind. In fact, the friend is bound to approve, and so I will not lose heart. Thank you for listening to Quarantin in Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantin, Sandra Mills as The Friend and Haranuan the Haberdasher, Chris Langdon as Gurren and the Stoat, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn, and Karen Murray Bergquist as Brennock. This episode also featured Erin Scawthorne as Tizan and Bellador the Businesswoman, Freddie Vance as Melita the Miller, and Yannick de Belgarde as the Bloodletting Blade of Brest. The episode was written by Erin Scawthorne and Karen Murray Bergquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Resnick. You can find us on Instagram at Quarantine in Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. Please note that we do not recommend burning a petrified sheep's heart as a remedy for anything.